amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. iHeartMedia presents CEOs You Should Know. Hi, I'm John Dinkle, former president and publisher of the Baltimore Business Journal and owner of Dinkle Business Development. This is iHeartRadio's CEOs You Should Know, and I'm here today with Dr. John Chessar, CEO of GBMC Healthcare. Welcome, John, and thanks for being here. Nice to be with you, John. Thank you. So there, there are a lot of places to get healthcare in Baltimore. What, what makes GBMC different? Well, our uh, board about 10 years ago now uh, decided to try to make GBMC go beyond being just a hospital and to create a system of care, a community-based system that uh, people in the community would actually experience as a system because the belief was that Maryland has great uh, doctors, nurses, and facilities, but sometimes the patient was sort of getting lost in the middle of care, lost between hospitals, lost between specialists, uh, not knowing what to do. So uh, we've uh, we've been working on that. We am, am, uh, grabbed a concept called the patient-centered medical home. Uh, we have 12 of those now in Baltimore County and uh, at the Helping Up Mission in Baltimore City. And uh, we work very hard to keep people out of our hospital and to Mm -hmm. provide the care to each of them that we would want uh, given to our own loved ones. That's great, and thank you. Yeah, you mentioned the the system. Um, Could you talk to us a little bit about the parts of the GBMC healthcare system, like uh, GBMC Health Partners and Gilcrest? What what are those uh, services provide? Yeah, it's great. Thanks, John. So GBMC Health Partners is the name of our physician company. I spoke okay. a little bit about the primary care doctors in the patient-centered medical homes. They work mm-hmm. in teams with uh, social workers and uh, uh, nurses, nurse practitioners, nurse care managers. Uh, but we also have uh, specialist physicians working in our company. Uh, the private practice of specialty care in many uh, areas in the country is now dwindling, and if we didn't employ specialists, we wouldn't have them. Then we, a little-known fact is that Gilchrist uh, is a part of the GBMC. Uh, Gilchrist, people know Gilchrist as uh, Gilchrist Hospice, and we're now serving over a thousand people every single day with end-of-life wow. care. But Gilchrist is actually a large elder care company. So we also provide uh, medical leadership at many uh, extended care facilities, nursing homes. And we now also provide health care in the home for frail elders, people who are not dying, uh, but are too frail to make it to their doctor's office. So uh, our geriatricians and geriatric nurse practitioners now go into their homes and provide uh, primary care. So Correct. that's our system. One hospital, a large elder care company, and a, uh, a, a physician uh, company 
that really uh, focuses on uh, keep keeping people well and out of the hospital. Okay, great. Excellent. Thanks for um, talking about that. And you had mentioned um, earlier the Helping Up Mission, which is your first primary care practice in, in Baltimore City. How did that partnership come about and why is this population a, a focus right now? So GBMC had been looking to become a part of a, the solution in the city of Baltimore. And we had spoken with uh, a number of uh, groups because we didn't want to foist ourselves onto anyone. But we really believe that uh, Baltimore City is dramatically underserved yeah. in advanced primary care and that we wind up, uh, people don't get outstanding care and we wind up paying very high bills for people who don't have good primary care. Right. And then uh, the, we were contacted by the Helping Up Mission because, as you know, the Helping Up Mission is a wonderful organization. Is, they yeah. have uh, five or 600 men in residence who are trying to get through addictions, mm -hmm. and they needed a provider of primary care. And we said to them, we're happy to come and serve uh, the men that you are caring for but uh, we will only do it if we can get access to the neighborhood, if we can open a door to the neighborhood and serve uh, all comers, because there are many underserved people in that neighborhood down on Baltimore Street. Yeah. And it's an interesting fact that we are now back in the building where one of the two predecessor organizations to GBMC, uh, the Presbyterian ear, eye, and throat hospital uh, used to exist. I mean, uh, so it's kind of a coming home for us. Uh, that's great. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, that, that population down there and, and the Helping Up Mission is a great organization. They've been around for a long time. I've toured uh, their facility a couple of times. And so that's, that's great that you're, you know, down in the city um, and, and helping that population out. Cause it's, uh, there's, there's a treaty there for sure. So I've heard about the Greater uh, Baltimore Health Alliance, the GBHA, and this is GBMC's CTO, or Care Transformation Organization. So what is a CTO? I am not wasn't familiar with that term, and, and what does that mean for patients? So um, many of uh, your listeners probably don't know that Maryland is in a grand experiment with uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to reduce the cost of care for Medicare beneficiaries and then all Maryland uh, citizens while improving clinical outcomes and the care experience. Boy, isn't that a mouthful. <laughs> and and it, we, so we have a waiver with Medicare where Medicare pays us differently. And in return, Maryland uh, hospitals are trying to deliver those things I just mentioned, better health okay. outcomes, better care experience at lower cost. And it was realized uh, a few years ago that there was a big missing piece, that hospitals are not designed to manage the health care of a population. They're a necessary piece, yeah. but they're constructed to handle people when they're sick. And the missing part was advanced primary care that I already spoke about because GBMC has been into it for 10 years. 
So now the state is being incentivized through something called the Maryland Primary Care Program to help private practicing um, primary care physicians and advanced practitioners to do more than just visit, to manage the health of a population. So a care transformation organization is an entity that was set up to help primary care offices do more than just do visits. Let me use a, a patient with diabetes as an example. All, all primary care doctors are working hard to keep diabetes under control, but in the mm -hmm. typical office, the doctor and his or her staff are working hard just to see visits and to pay the bills. Right. With the advanced pri primary care program, they have helpers like dietitians, uh, social workers, nurse care managers to make sure that the diabetic patient is getting what they need and staying on plan. They are helpers, gotcha. they're teammates to the primary care provider. So the care transformation organization is just a, a tool to help more doctors participate in advanced primary care. Got it. Okay. That, that makes sense. I appreciate you explaining that because I, yeah, I hadn't heard that term before, but now it makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so GBMC does something called lean daily management every single morning. Can you tell us what this is and you know, what it does for the system and why you decide to initiate this at GBMC. Yes, John. So uh, healthcare and the work of a hospital is incredibly complex. And we in the United States of America are so fortunate that we have the best trained doctors and nurses mm -hmm. in the world. And although nobody keeps statistics on it, they probably work harder than anybody else. Yeah. But the problem is our systems are very poorly designed to generate better health, better care at lower cost. So we wanted to take a tool from high-performing um, uh, companies and in industry uh, that are much better at using system design and process management. Okay. And we got this tool called Lean Daily Management, where every morning at 9 a.m., seven days a week, we do it a little differently on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, myself and all the vice presidents gather. We report on three system-wide variables from the day before. Uh, one of them is uh, employee injuries, as an example. Okay. And then we divide into five teams and we go off on a walk. And each team visits five or six departments where the local leader presents how they did on uh, things that they are trying to improve. That's and great. then at the end of the walk, we have a, a feedback session where we learn who's doing well and we learn about barriers that the senior leaders need to remove. That's neat. And so you're collecting all, do you collect all that data every single day? So then you know, kind of can look back over three, six, nine, 12 months to see where you, you have those really meaningful improvements. So how, is that yeah. how you're, that the ultimate goal is to, you know, to run processes and procedures better. So you're getting the data now to do that. Right. So as part of our okay. strategic planning process, we create 
three-year objectives and one-year goals. And then our local leaders see what the system is working on. And then they ask themselves, what do I need to work on here locally in my department to drive the whole company towards those goals? And uh, they measure and we track measures at a local level and at a system-wide level. Got it. That's really cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's the best single piece of managerial advice I've ever gotten was to do <laughs> lean daily management. Yeah, no, that's when I can imagine those, um, you know, that system could work for any organization, especially a large organization with a lot of employees and, you know, that middle level management tier, which I imagine would be pretty, pretty uh, effective. Yeah, and it, the um, uh, we did it to create a family of focused problem solvers, but an interesting byproduct is we've really narrowed the gap between the front office and the front line. Yeah. I know so many more of our people now, and they know me and the rest of the senior team, and it makes it easier to communicate things. Gotcha. That's cool. All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I know you're probably, you probably talk about this multiple times a day, but... I can't help but touch the pandemic. So what um, what has it been like to lead GBMC healthcare system through a, a global pandemic like this? Well, uh, John, as you can imagine, it's been uh, it's been fascinating. Uh, yeah. When when we first learned of the pandemic, we were all scared, and we got in action. We created uh, systems. We told all our people to cancel vacations. All hands on deck. Um, and then because the governor did the right thing and listened to the experts and uh, shut things down fairly quickly, we didn't get a massive surge of uh, patients like happened in other areas. And yeah, I think thankfully. you know from the statistics now, uh, we've we've improved dramatically since early April. And, and now uh, I think today GBMC has 11 COVID-19 19 positive patients in the building and another 25 or so that we're waiting for test results on, but we didn't get anywhere near being overwhelmed. And then a fascinating thing happened rather than being overwhelmed and having patients everywhere, um, in part because we closed down all elective procedures um, and 40% of patients that were coming to the ED stopped and we wound up with a pretty empty hospital. Since GBMC <laughs> delivers 4,000 babies a year, the babies kept coming. Yeah. Uh, women in labor kept coming. But otherwise, we had a pretty empty hospital, which was stunning because yeah. we thought we were going to be overwhelmed. But we'll take it. We're happy that um, we had fewer uh, very sick people than we thought. And we're just grateful that people continue social isolation hand hygiene, and the use of masks. Yeah, and, and how did you work with your staff? Obviously, your frontline employees obviously are at the hospital every day, but did you have to manage your kind of back office uh, operations from home, or are they, uh, you know, at, at kind of headquarters as well? Um, well, you know, like kind of a my, mix of that maybe? Yeah, myself and the vice presidents, we were here every day. Uh, it would not have been a good leadership move for us to tell people, well, you stay there, (laughs) fight the battle and we'll see you when you're done. Uh, but we did send a lot as, as just about everybody did. It made a lot of sense to send people home who were not, uh, required to be in the building and, 
and to have the clinicians doing their work. I'm just so proud of our doctors and nurses, advanced practitioners, and all clinicians because they've done a marvelous job and they continue to do a marvelous job and they continue to, at some level, put their own health at risk. Although we have uh, stayed on top of the evidence and provided the appropriate personal protective equipment, there's no way to be 100% safe. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and I know you mentioned this before, but um, now that the number of you know COVID nineteen positive patients and the number of hospitalized patients is on a decline in Maryland, thankfully, um, has have the day to day operations changed at all? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, we uh, have been following the um, rules laid out by the governor uh, about a month ago now. We uh, certified that we had appropriate testing capabilities and personal protective equipment for both patients and staff, and we be, uh, re-began doing elective surgery and elective other procedures. Uh, so we're, back, we're at about 80% of the volume that we had been at prior to COVID-19 now in the surgical area. Gotcha. Uh, we wanted to make sure we didn't fix one problem and create another one. What yeah. my, uh, A great example of care that needs to happen to save lives is colon cancer screening. Yeah. And we pretty much shut down colon cancer screening from mid-March until about a month ago. And that has absolutely been shown to save lives. So we want everybody who is in the right age range mm-hmm. uh, to get their colon cancer screening. So we've, we've begun to do uh, elective colonoscopies again. Yeah, that's great. Actually, I've heard from a, a lot of other hospital leaders about um, people shouldn't be ignoring or delaying care right now because of risks of COVID-19 and, um, you know, that their conditions, whether it's, you know, something like diabetes or, you know, uh, precancers or, like you say, uh, a colonoscopy, uh, colonoscopy, they shouldn't be delaying that right now and should be getting in because the fear is that, you know, two, three, four or five months down the road that all those conditions are going to be exasperated and just, you know, and, and make things a lot worse. So could you comment on that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So we want to make sure that people get the care they need. 
And it's our job as healthcare providers to create innovative ways for them to get the care they need. So we we're doing thousands of uh, telehealth visits now that we didn't do before. And we are also taking every precaution to make sure that patients who we do need to see um, are safe. So every patient before they get an elective procedure now must come for COVID-19 testing and they have to be negative. So we've We've tested thousands of people now, and uh, very few wind up being positive, but the ones who are positive have to wait until they're negative. Gotcha. Okay. And so that's that's one of the precautions, obviously, that you guys are taking to ensure that not only your employees, but patients feel safe when they come to the hospital is, you know, uh, that everybody's being tested. Obviously, from the the sanitary point of view, I'm sure that uh, there's a lot happening there. Um, you know, other other things that, you know, precautions that you're taking to ensure, you know, patients and employees feel comfortable coming back to the hospital. Yeah, so we continue to have uh, all of our staff members use, uh, assume that patients are COVID-19 positive Mm -hmm. uh, to protect uh, both the patient and other patients, but also the healthcare providers uh, we have redoubled our efforts to assure strict hand hygiene. Uh, all of us wear facial masks, as we should, every time we're out and about in the hospital, uh, because this is very serious. The last thing we want is people coming to the hospital, for one thing, and wa- wind up getting uh, a right. serious disease. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and uh, a lot of experts are worried that, you know, we'll see a, a resurgence of the virus in the fall. And, you know, some states are already experiencing that now, um, uh, combined with the kind of typical flu season. So how are you guys, you know, what are you thinking about in that regard? And, and how are you preparing for that possibility? So we're keeping our guard up, as I was mm-hmm. just saying. Uh, mm-hmm. We are stockpiling uh, personal protective equipment to the extent that we can. Uh, we're making sure that we have all the appropriate capacity should the number of cases uh, go back up. Uh, we are spending a lot of time educating the public on the, the proper use of personal protective equipment and uh, what social di- what is really of value in social distancing. Uh, so we're just we're doing what we need to do to stay ready. That's great. Well, thank. I appreciate you talking about that. I'm sure that's this. You know, this obviously the pandemic is on everybody's mind right now, and uh, appreciate you spending some time and talking about how GBMC is preparing and has prepared and and um, you know working with the community on that. So appreciate you. Appreciate it. and thank you to all of your workers who are on the front lines there. On behalf of everyone at iHeartMedia, um, you know, really thank them for being on the front line like that because that's. Um, that's that's a it can be a tough role and being in a tough position, and then having to go to their you know spouses and kids. So um, that's, that's can't we can't uh, thank them enough. Yep, so appreciate that. Um, so I'm sure this this whole experience has kind of challenged your role as a leader. And we talked a lot about leadership on the show. How would you how would you describe your leadership style, and and has it changed in the past four months because of all of this? 
Well, I don't think my leadership style has changed much. I It's been a reminder uh, to me of one of the principles that, that I hold uh, dearly, which is that the typical human actually knows very little. <laughs> uh, you can be an expert yeah. in a very small uh, realm, and you need the humility to accept the fact that you actually know very little. Yeah. <laughs> and along with along with that humility comes uh, a search for knowledge, uh, a what we call in uh, high reliability uh, a deference for expertise. I already already referenced that I was proud of Governor Hogan when early on in the pandemic he realized he didn't know anything about yeah. epidemiology or pandemics, but he had experts at the Hopkins School of Public Health that knew quite a lot about epidemiology and pandemics, and he listened to them. So I, I, I take that with me um, as I work every day, that um, I want to make sure that uh, we are listening to our people who know more uh, than we do about many, many topics. And then, yeah. our, and then our job is to uh, make sure they have what they need to get the job done and to remove barriers. And I already referenced that in our Lean Daily Management Walk, that our goals, our job is to say thank you and to help remove barriers. And beyond that, that's, uh, there's not much more for us to do. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I, I love the idea of, <laughs> you're right. I mean, people only know so much and you're, you're, you're an expert maybe at one or probably one or two things. And before I started my own, you know, uh, business and having worked for, you know, many people for many years, um, the leaders that stood out to me were the ones that they knew their weaknesses or they, they knew where they were good at and they surrounded themselves with um, the best people smarter than them if they could get to it. Cause they not only looked at it as they needed advice from those folks and needed them to be experts in areas they weren't, but also, like you said, to, to learn. You know, um, and I always, I had kind of opposite bosses, one that felt like they knew it all and didn't want to listen to anybody. And then another person who she, um, she surrounded herself with, with people that were, you know, um, smarter than her in, in her areas of, of non-expertise. That's, that's really good advice. You see that a lot. And, and, and yeah. un, unfortunately don't see it enough, I yeah. should say, in some leaders, but, um, so uh, workforce comes up a lot too. We we talk um, on the show, and and a lot has changed in the past four months. You know, how has it affected you guys? And are you doing a lot of hiring right now? And if so, are you able to find good qualified people that want to get into the healthcare um, field? Well, we're always hiring good people. Yeah. Um, we had this interesting phenomenon that we, as did all healthcare providers, for the reasons I already explained that we had more people than we needed. Yeah. And we worked really hard to keep people's paychecks. And uh, we went quite a number of weeks without furloughing anyone. <clears throat> Most of the people that we furloughed have been called back. Um, Great. We, but our recruiting needs have been tempered by the fact that um, not as many people are seeking health care as they mm -hmm. were before COVID-19. 
Got it. Okay. And, you know, what, what are some of the greatest challenges um, for GBMC Health System right now, other than obviously the, the COVID-19? What do you see beyond over the, in the next six months? What are, what are some of the challenges that you think you'll be facing? Well, I think the challenges for GBMC are the true challenges of the U.S. healthcare delivery system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are up to 18% of gross domestic product being spent on health care. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't take you very long in your day to identify something that the community needs where we don't, we believe we, we just don't have the money to do it. I mean, there's a lot of talk about education, a mass transportation. Well, healthcare is confiscating a lot of the dollars that could be spent in those other areas. I think the Israelis spent 7% of GDP on wow. healthcare. The Germans spent 12%. The French spent 12%. Yeah, the British wow. spend 12%. If, in fact, the U.S. were healthier, you and I would agree to spend the extra money uh, or the extra percentage of GDP on health care, but we're not. Actually, yeah. our lifespans have been going down for the past couple of years, in large part because of the opioid epidemic. Right. So uh, it's a call to action. So GBMC's challenges are the challenges of uh, continuing to drive the waste out of healthcare, to do what I said earlier, to create better healthcare outcomes with a better care experience at a lower cost. Uh, we can't have a dysfunctional system where people wind up in the hospital because the rest of the system let them down. Yeah. Uh, right. So it's up to the leaders to build a better system, and that is hard. So that is clearly our greatest challenge. Uh, You know, people will say to me, oh, GBMC is a single hospital. When are you going to join a big hospital company? And I say, you know, we'll do it when I see that joining a big hospital company drives better health outcomes, better care experience at lower cost, because right now there isn't any evidence of that. (laughs) Gotcha. Thank you. I appreciate you talking about that. Um, would you like to mention any philanthropic initiatives that you're going to or are uh, doing right now? I know uh, you guys are heavily involved in this type of work. Yeah. So thank you, uh, John. So the first one I'll mention is uh, uh, GBMC through its the subsidiary Gilchrist. We rescued uh, the Joseph Ritchie house a few years ago. Uh, they were doing fabulous work. Uh, in end-of-life care for the neediest of the city's citizens. The problem was they were going bankrupt doing it. So uh, Gilchrist stepped in. Uh, We uh, fixed a few things for them. Uh, It's still quite a challenge to make it work financially. Uh, One of the problems is the facility that they're in leaves a lot to be desired. So we have been raising money and we'll be breaking ground in the next couple of weeks. That's fantastic. At Stadium Place. That's great. Congratulations. The new Gilchrist Center, Baltimore. Awesome. Uh, GBMC, Greater Baltimore Medical Center, we have been proud of ourselves. We have not squandered more of the community's resources building a replacement hospital. Our hospital was built in 1965, 
We've been managing our facility, but now push has come to shove and some of our rooms are barely big enough to get the nurse and the patient bed in the room. And that is that no longer meets the standard for high quality care. So we're going to build a small addition, a three-story addition to our hospital. We're calling this initiative the Promise Project, and uh, we are raising money for that as well. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about uh, you or GBMC? Uh, no, John. We are. Uh, I'm grateful for this time with you. Um, we are yes, so grateful to people in the community during COVID-19 for washing their hands, wearing a mask, and staying socially isolated, mm-hmm. socially distant. Uh, and we're also uh, really grateful for the community's support as we build a uh, system of care that can deliver to every patient every time the care that we would want for our own loved ones. Yeah, well, thank you. We are grateful as well. We really appreciate it. Um, could you tell us how to find more information about GBMC last week? Yes, John. So anybody who wants to learn more about us can do so at www.gbmc.org. Well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. And um, uh, thank you for all the, the work that you do and, and your colleagues. Um, we really appreciate it through this, this uh, kind of trying time we have here right now. Well, thank you, John. It's been a pleasure. This has been iHeartMedia's CEOs You Should Know. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 